slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today as we talk all things New York Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room, the Locker Room app. You download it. Join me tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time to get in on all the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Lots to discuss today. We're going to break down a... a a weird statistic, just a confusing anomaly, maybe, but uh, as far as the Islanders are concerned this season, and discuss what the problem is that's causing this, and maybe why the Islanders are dealing with this one particular problem that, you know, doesn't seem to make a lot of sense on its face. We will get a grip on that. We've got our weekly farm report, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and the latest news about Braden Coburn and his arrival and all of that. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you've got a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to email the show. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I also live tweet during every or nearly every Islanders game, so uh, if you're looking for instant insight and analysis, want to talk to me about what's going on on the ice, uh, please follow me on Twitter and we can take it from there. Uh, Here is the strange statistic that has been affecting the Islanders all season. Overall, the Islanders in the second period, they have scored 29 goals. They have given up 39. So the Islanders in the second period, a minus 10. Overall, the Islanders goal differential is a plus 27. This means that in the first and third periods, the Islanders are outscoring their opponents by 37 goals, but they cannot seem to get out of their own way in the second period. And and look, you know, there are always statistical anomalies. One game, the Islanders gave up five goals in the second period. That was pretty early in the season. That does skew the statistics. But look, this team... It's not like we're in the second or third week of the season. We've played 42 games, which in a normal season is half a season plus one game. This year, obviously, just 14 games left on the schedule. But, you know, this is a pattern already. And it seems like the Islanders do a 
with the exception of a, a couple of games about a week or two ago, they do a pretty good job coming out of the gate. The third period, they almost own. I mean, that is, without question, the Islanders' strongest period uh, over the course of the season. And then, somehow, in the middle, this team seems to lose focus and stumble in that second stanza. And I just wonder what the cause of it is. And look, you know, the first period, you're fresh, you're excited. Certainly, Barry Trotz uh, speaks to his players before the game. They have their strategy mapped out. They're ready to go. And they seem to get off to a good start. Third period, obviously, very situational. Whether you're trying to protect the lead or trying to come back and get into a game. Uh, all of these things definitely come into play when you start discussing, you know, the Islanders' success over the course of the season. But in the second period, it almost seems like, you know, if the Islanders get a lead, they may take their foot off the gas a little bit. And that is something that they have to fix. And yet, you tie in this other statistic, this other number, and you have to take this into consideration. When the Islanders score first, they are 18-1-2. and 18-1-2. and two. So even with these second-period struggles, if the Islanders get off to a lead, 20 out of 21 games, they've gotten at least a point. And 18 out of those 21 games, they got two points. So they don't seem to lose the lead. Uh, or at least if they do, you know, lose it, they get it back almost every time. And yet in that second period, this team tends to fall off their level of play, less crisp. It seems like the second period is when the opposition has the most space in the neutral zone, gets more rebounds, gets more quality scoring opportunities, for whatever reason, here is a team that is tied for first place that has, you know, a lot of people are now starting to recognize that the Islanders are one of the top five or six teams in this league, one of the teams who are legitimate contenders for the Stanley Cup this year. And I think the trade of Travis, you know, for Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac only reinforces that. And yet, in the second period, they just don't seem to play as well as they do first and third. Now, look, if if you're going to have a period where you do have issues, the second period is certainly the best of the three choices. You want to get off to a strong start. You see the Islanders' record when they do. You want to finish strong, especially because, you know, the Islanders play a defensive system, so you don't want to give up too many goals late. You're usually protecting a, a one-goal lead. Or, or, you know, in a tie game, it's it, you're usually not up four to nothing going into that third period. And yet, this second period situation just seems to have been an issue almost from game one. And, you know, we saw it, uh, you know, in the last game against the Rangers where the Islanders had a two-nothing lead. They give up two goals in the second period, don't score any, and you know, they end up 
having to win in, you know, in, in overtime. The other game against the Rangers, which they lost, they were outscored 2-1 to one, uh, in the second period. Outscored one to nothing the game before that. So, it is a persistent pattern. It is something to keep an eye on. Obviously, Barry Trotz is going to want to address this issue at some point before the Stanley Cup playoffs get underway because you cannot afford to be inconsistent in the playoffs. That is something that you absolutely cannot do. And we'll keep an eye on that situation and see whether the Islanders are able to improve. They have 14 games left in the regular season, and then the playoffs are here. And hard to believe that this season has gone by so very quickly. We've got a lot more to get to on today's show. We have our weekly farm report. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day and some news about uh, Braden Coburn and Brock Nelson and a whole lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by the Locker Room app. It's a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and free to use, and you can talk to me, other Islander fans, athletes, and insiders in regular time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news, and you can share your own experiences on the app. So, Please, uh, we do the Locked On Islanders chat on the Locker Room app every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Please join me. Love interacting with my listeners and with fellow Islander fans, and we can talk about whatever it is on your mind. You want to talk about the trade deadline. You want to talk about, uh, you know, Thursday's game in Boston. You want to talk about any player on the Islanders who you think is doing well, who you think is doing poorly this is a great opportunity to do it. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link it to your Twitter account, and join the Locked On Islanders group. Follow me at Locked On Isles to be notified when my room goes live, and we'll be going live again tonight and every Wednesday night at 8.30. So make sure you join us then, and uh, we will be talking Islanders hockey. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and it, all the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They've got flavors with nuts, flavors that are nut-free, and wow, 18 flavors. One is better than the next. Listen to some of these. Banana bread, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, apple almond crisp, Cookies and cream, caramel brownie. You can't go wrong with any of these. My favorite flavor is the cookies and cream. Each bar has 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. And like all the built bars, they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Islander fans, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So, Let's do our farm report. Let's see what's going on down in Bridgeport. Has not been 
an easy season for the Sound Tigers. And, you know, they continue to struggle. Look, they're playing all their games this year against only two teams, and that is the Providence Bruins and the Hartford Wolfpack. And look, earlier on uh, earlier on Tuesday, they fall five to four to the Wolfpack. That was a home game. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Sound Tigers unable to get the job done. They are now three, 12 and one on the season. Uh, which really doesn't bode well. So a 5-4 to four loss, four different Sound Tigers getting goals, but uh, not enough, really, for the Sound Tigers to get the job done. And, and it's been a frustrating, certainly, game, uh, a season, rather, for Bridgeport. The goal scorers, by the way, Wild, Tanner Fritz, uh, uh, Durando and Wotherspoon. Those are the four goal scorers for the Sound Tigers today. And it, it, it was a tough game for them. Uh, Durando with a goal and an assist. He is the only player with multiple points for Bridgeport. And Jakob Skarik, uh, you know, giving up basically five goals in 24 shots. So that was a little bit difficult, needless to say. For the Sound Tigers, but this team continues to struggle, and obviously the move at the uh, before the trade deadline, sending away you know two players Greer and Jobs that were seeing regular action for the Sound Tigers doesn't help. Their last game, by the way, before the Tuesday game yesterday, a seven to one loss at Hartford uh, to the Wolfpack last Wednesday. So that one is tough. Now, busy schedule coming up this week uh, before we do next Wednesday's Farm Report. The Sound Tigers will be hosting the Wolfpack on Thursday. That's tomorrow at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. They will be visiting Hartford on Saturday. That is also a 1 o'clock start. And then next Tuesday, April 20th, a home game against the Providence Bruins, also a 1 o'clock Eastern time start for the Sound Tigers. And you may want to check that out if you can on uh, the AHL website. And uh, maybe you can uh, follow along with the Islanders of the future by doing that. Statistically, defense has been an issue for Bridgeport all year long and you know, in 16 games right now, they, they've just been struggling. Their leading scorer, by the way, right now for Bridgeport is a defenseman, and that's encouraging. It's a rookie defenseman, Samuel Bolduc, who has nine points in 16 games, four of them goals. Uh, Cole Bardrow right now leading the team in goals with six. He has eight points on the season. And also two of those goals have come on the power play. The next leading scorer, Dmitro Timoshov, who has played a few games for the Islanders this year. And then Tanner Fritz leading uh, a group of players with six. That also includes Tom Kunackel, uh, Jeff Kubiak, uh, also with six points. And Simon Holmstrom, 
uh, three goals and five points for Bridgeport. But again, you know, overall, you look at the organization, and this is a, a young organization, and according to where Lou Lamorello is, he's basically saying that he is overall happy with the way this team is going. Now, a couple of prospects, uh, we have some updates on them. We've talked a little bit about Anatoly Goloshov, uh, who signed from the KHL, and then defenseman Robin Salo from Finland, who also signed. Uh, Goloshov is in the process of getting his final papers, according to Lou Lamorello. He'll be coming over shortly and go right to the Sound Tigers, uh, they do have the option of putting him on the taxi squad, but according to Lamorello, he said, we'll have to see where he's at. He hasn't played for a bit now because he had to wait for a while because of immigration, but he will be coming over. Now, Sallow, a second-round pick back in 2017, still playing in the Swedish Hockey League with Orbro. Uh, the playoffs basically began for them this past weekend, but Salo has signed a two-year deal with the Islanders back on February 12th, and again, he should be coming shortly uh, as soon as those playoffs are over, and he will be able to give the Islanders, and probably at first the Sound Tigers, uh, more or less uh, an update. Now, here's what Lula Morello had to say about the uh, about the farm system after the trade that sent Greer and Jops over to New Jersey. We're quite happy with the big picture. We always said that we that you have a five-year plan, and that changes every day. It depends on how your team performs during the year and where you feel you can possibly go, and you try to maintain as many of your quality prospects as you can. We're extremely fortunate here. If you look at the people that we have between our NHL roster, our taxi squad, and two, three, maybe four prospects in the minors that we feel will play in the NHL, I think it's pretty good. So that's the latest from uh, Islanders general manager Lou Lamorello with regard to the farm system and what's going on at Bridgeport, and hopefully the Sound Tigers can at least finish the season strong. You want them to show a little something before the season is over. When we come back, we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day, plus a little note on Brock Nelson and on the newest member of the Islanders, Braden Colburn. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now, the football season may be over, but the NBA and NHL are heading down the home stretch toward the playoffs. Major League Baseball has started. The NFL draft is just around the corner. And hey, maybe you want to take your knowledge of the New York Islanders and use it to make a few extra dollars. Bet Online also covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. And they'll give you real time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
If you play fantasy hockey like I do, you could be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. And you could follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We want to wish a very happy 54th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Jeff Finley. Finley, a native of Edmonton, was drafted by the Islanders in the third round of the 1985 draft, made his debut for the Isles in 1987-88, playing 10 games and amazingly picking up five points, all assists in those games, stayed with the Islanders organization through the 1991-92 season, then was sent down to the minors the following year and then played for Philadelphia, Winnipeg, Phoenix, the Rangers, and the Blues before his career ended. He last played in 2005-2006. In the end, 708 NHL games, 13 goals, 83 points, played in 52 postseason games, scored once, that was with St. Louis, and had seven points. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Islanders. March 26, 1992, Islanders at the Nassau Coliseum, Hosting the San Jose Sharks, Yermo Milis is the San Jose goaltender, while Mark Fitzpatrick was in goal for the Islanders, and the Islanders scored in the first minute of the game. Steve Thomas, his 25th from Derek King and Uwe Krupp, one nothing Islanders. But the Sharks bounce back. They get a power play goal from Dale Craigwell and an even-strength goal from Steve Bozek, and it's 2-1 San Jose Three goals in the first four minutes and 21 seconds of this game. Islanders tie it midway through the opening period. Pat Flatley is eighth from Daniel Marois and Adam Creighton. It was 2-2 two to two after two. Now, back then, the second period was good to the Islanders. They get three goals in that period. One by Derek King from Pierre Turgeon and Steve Thomas. One by Adam Creighton with Pat Flatley picking up the only assist. And then Benoit Hogue scores from Joe Rieke, and at the end of two periods, the Islanders led 5-2, to two. but just when you thought the Islanders were getting comfortable, Neil Wilkinson scores a goal on the power play early in the third period, Pat McLeod scores an unassisted goal midway through the third period, and that lead shrinks to 5-4, to four. but Ray Ferraro gets a goal, his 36th of the year from David Volok, and then Jeff Finley, our Islanders' birthday of the day, gets the game-clinching goal, his first of the year, from Marty McGinnis and Pat Flatley. In fact, that was the first goal of Finley's NHL career. It came at 1951 of the third period, and it helped the Islanders clinch a 7-4 victory. Islanders had 37 shots to just 28 for the Sharks. Mark Fitzpatrick making 24 saves to earn the win, but we want to wish... A very happy birthday to our Islanders' birthday of the day, defensive defenseman Jeff Finley, and uh, that was his first NHL goal, and it's a great memory, obviously, for Finley, uh, and he didn't score a lot. He, he only scored 13 in his NHL career, but a, a very reliable, steady defensive defenseman. All right, a couple of notes I, I wanted to touch on 
first of all, uh, a nice quote that uh, we heard about Brock Nelson, and this one coming from Lou Lamorello, basically during an interview on Sirius XM, he said, Brock has consistently gotten better since the day I got here. He gets all the hard matchups, and despite that, he leads us in goals. He still has a certain amount he can grow and get better. So, a little encouragement and a little carrot out there for Brock Nelson. But just to tell you, how important is Brock Nelson to the Islanders' success? When Brock Nelson scores a goal this year, the Islanders are 11-2-1, and and that is pretty impressive. Meanwhile, uh, Braden Coburn acquired from the Ottawa Senators uh, Sunday night. Still hasn't arrived yet. Obviously, immigration a little more complicated in this age of COVID. He's being tested every day. Uh, and as soon as he is able to come here, uh, he will be arriving, and that is a good thing. And the Islanders will keep him quarantined as long as they need to, uh, but he has crossed the Canadian border. He'll have a brief uh, quarantine. Here's what Lula Morello had to say. He has left Ottawa. He is driving here. He will have to satisfy the New York quarantine, which means it will be anywhere between four and five days, depending on testing. He's been tested every day. He was tested this morning before he left. Once he gets here, he'll be tested during quarantine, and if everything comes out okay, he'll be able to start practicing. So hopefully by, let's say, Sunday or uh, Monday, Braden Coburn will be able to practice with the Islanders. And then it remains a question of when the Islanders feel like they are ready to put him in the lineup. But uh, that's an update on Colburn, his status, and when we can expect him to get here. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Please join us tonight, Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. on the Locker Room app. If you want to talk some Islanders, I will be there. Tomorrow, we will have a full preview of the Islanders game against the Boston Bruins. Big couple of games in Boston. The Islanders still fighting for first place with the Capitals, so we'll break it all down and preview that game, plus a whole lot more. Make sure you join us for that. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!